So, um, you've seen this movie before. Yeah. Before we watched it together <laughs> yeah. last week. But yeah. this is my first time saying it, and I have to ask you, and it may not apply to you the way that it, it did to me, since you this wasn't your first time watching it, but did you find did, did this movie depress you? Did you find yourself thinking like forlornly? Did this movie get did give you a vibe that carried throughout the week? Yeah, it's we it's it's bad. It's it's so bad. I watched it with a friend who was like, bro, you gotta watch this movie. And remembered like never looking at him the same way after that. <laughs> so you couldn't respect him anymore. Right. It's like when one of your friends tells you they're under something really weird sexually, yeah. like way outside the pale. It's like You're just like really? all these years huh. you thought more than maybe this person what you know, you used to think more of them, like, oh wow, I kinda had you at this level and now that you've shown me this you're you're not at that level anymore. Oh my god! Level being like you know, I'm I have a very serious tone right now because I take how bad this movie is very serious. <laughs> well, I this this is new for us because this was the first movie that we both could not enjoy. Right, Ginger this, Dead Man, of course, is what we're talking. We're about. we're of course talking about 2005's Ginger, the Ginger Dead Man. Have a the in front of it in front of yeah, the title. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Ginger Dead Man. The Ginger Dead Man. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Already, mm. just a bad choice there as well, ladies and gentlemen. This might be, and I no, it is. There's no mind about it. Jonathan and I both agree that this is the worst film that we've ever covered. But here's why you should stick with us. I know that makes you just want to <laughs> okay. just want to skip ahead or stop listening. Stop listening. But we're going to have some fun with how bad it was. And, and I'm going to introduce a little gingerbread history along the way, of course, because I, I love to, to nerd about Christmas history. Of course, it's our favorite darkest time of year being December. Man, is it dark outside. Did you see how gloomy it was? Look, look, look outside. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Americans complaining about our stupid time change system is, you know, we've all heard it and we're probably all a little tired of it. So let me do that for a minute now. What the fuck? Is it, it's for supposed to be for farmers? Is, Did, is, that's what I always heard. It's like for, for, for all, it's for the 12 people in this country yeah, yeah. who still grow food <laughs> on a farm that isn't totally run by machines and have to go out. That's why we do this. Yeah. That's why we we give what like twenty million people depression, mm -hmm. me included. Right. Oh yeah, you you went every on this goddamn rant. year. You went on this rant last year, I believe. Go ahead and listen to our back catalog, ladies and gentlemen. We have yes, the, uh, <laughs> other Christmas available episodes. wherever podcasts, wherever fine podcasts are distributed. <laughs> yeah, it's it is depressing. I like it because I you know enjoy the nighttime for some reason. It is it does throw me off every year though, and I tend to get sick and I. And I kind of there's a no there's a documented from there's a the documented depression. increase in heart attacks, wow, and yeah. other kinds of sudden death because of this stupid fucking time change. <laughs> and if it it's and, nuts, and I couldn't be bothered, of course, to look up if if like farming or agriculture was actually mm -hmm. the original reason, or if that's still the reason that's right. cited. But if we're honestly doing this to everybody just mm -hmm. so twelve people can find have right. another hour but, to find turnips, that's not. Tell you what, we'll next episode we'll look we'll look into that. And then next episode, we're going to have some information makes, makes on hot. why. Makes me hot, I know, I hot. see your face. <laughs> tell you what, next episode, we'll we'll go into why we still abide by that. Um, and I and I know that most people have probably looked it up, and there's been articles and stuff about it, and we've I've seen it on television, and I think it is ridiculous that we still do it. I mean, I believe that's the general consensus, but we'll have some more information on that. For now, let's talk about this just crap crap hole of a of a fucking movie not just christmas movie of of a movie it's it's not 
even salvageable. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. as a film, it, you know, this is. I think one of the reasons this movie made my, made me sad is mm-hmm. because it, it it like it it took away one of my last articles of faith, which was that there's no level of horror movie I can't enjoy. Yeah, I think that's why I was like, I really want to show this movie to Jonathan. It might be so so bad that he likes it. It might be so bad that it shows him what I feel when I watch bad horror movies. Because this movie, we talked a little bit in a previous episode about what makes a B movie. And so some of this, we're we're talking about that general topic again a little bit, but I will get more specific. Because this movie is bad, but it doesn't know that it's bad. Movies that know that they're bad have fun with that. And they bring the audience along. Mm-hmm. But th- this movie, I-, I think the people making this really thought they were making a-, a movie. I think, so according to IMDb, and this is the only amount of, I think there's two two trivia things on IMDb. You know, you can go look at information about it. And when they have a very low number of information about the film, it's a very bad sign. One of the things was like, or one of the statements was pre-production started in like 2000 for this. And it didn't release until 2005. And like, so the script was completely rewritten at some point. The design was completely redone at some point. That's a bad sign, you know? But hell, they I have it written They should have right redone here. it a second time, man, because the, the first redo didn't, didn't right. take. No, and, and I right here, you know, about halfway down the page, who greenlit this shit? Like, it's... It's an it's an enigma to me. I don't know. Uh, they got Gary Busey for what seems like two days. Gary Busey is the star Ginger Dead Man in yeah, the film as this, well, which could oh my god, that's totally going to make this kooky and fun and maybe save the film. No, it makes it even like sadder. It really does. Yeah. Because uh, let me tell you something. Gary Busey, he's in, he's on screen for the first ten minutes, five. Yeah, probably five minutes. The one day of shooting, you know. <laughs> In a diner. I'm surprised you know. it wasn't like three hours of yeah. shooting. It didn't seem like it would take that long. The The only good thing you can say about Gary Busey's performance in this movie is that in the five minutes he's on screen where he's shooting people with a stage gun, he doesn't actually kill anyone. Yeah, that's true. So, he, he, I mean, he makes the, the viewer want to die. Right. <laughs> he really does. I, mean, I think that's the... I mean, from uh, the that's first... the point of the whole entire film, Jonathan. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you go into it like I did, not knowing anything about it, having not seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to. I wanted the whole experience, Levi. I mean, I was there for it. I know you were, and it's just you can't even pretend for five minutes that you're going to get to to enjoy this movie. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that terribly bad. I'm three notes in, and I wrote it's already really bad. Well, you were checking. We watched it together last week, mm-hmm. and you were checking the time at what twenty minutes? Twenty minutes, fifteen, in. something I was like checking that. Checking at how long I was going to have to sit through this miserable miserable shit yeah it was it was really bad so but uh, seeing you know gary Busey in this movie like that that opening scene i know that's like a marker for me that and that became like a my thing about Busey, like a meme for me in terms of just in terms of like the the inevitability of like artistic and physical and spiritual decay in life you know well or 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 too much cocaine. Too, there you go. <laughs> too much drugs. I think that's that's what happened to to our boy our boy Gary because the other day I was uh, he was Mister Joshua in Lethal Weapon. Man, I was about to say he's in Lethal Weapon, and 
He's in Point Break. I for, I totally forgot. Oh my forgot. god, he and was he's so point, good in Point he's Break. So good in Point Break, man. I totally forgot. I always forget about that. He's That's in, such a strange movie. I know. I loved Point Break. No, as I a like kid. it. Like, it, I, I think it's a great movie. And I then just, the the film Hot one. Fuzz. You know, that's like their ultimate cop movie is Point Break. I love it. <laughs> the whole like when you turn and turn when you're laying on the ground and then you turn and just shoot into the air while you scream out loud. <laughs> so funny. But oh man, he's also in Angel in the outfield he's also in uh black sheep it's either black sheep or tommy boy i think it's black sheep where they go across yeah. the country campaign he was in good movies there yeah he fell and th- when this film was made he had already fallen and uh, that's probably why he because it was going to require him to be there for two days like one day of shooting maybe and then one day of of audio, so maybe because he's the voice. Yeah, he, he's, of Ginger, he's he's on of screen Ginger for Dead Man. you know X minutes, and then he's the rest of it. He's just doing voiceover for the most ridiculous supernatural and villain I've when ever I, seen. When I, I I don't know like how accurate this is, but he it does kind of feel like a Chucky thing, where like this black magic put the soul of some psychotic killer into an inanimate object. I mean that's kind of the premise that's really the basis of the entire film but the um the inanimate object is of course of dough a fucking cookie yeah oh basic gingerbread dough and and then the guy cuts himself and blood gets in but they mix it in anyway and it's oh god it's gross oh it's no, gross well you know what like, you forgot but but it was it was allowed to be possessed because of the creepy lady yeah in a cloak spices, in a hood yeah. who the dropped off spices. the gingerbread spices mm-hmm. in the back door which they just used without verifying where it came from right well we'll get into what maybe they were pulling from there when i talk about the history of the gingerbread man. Well, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. For being crazy, Busey is really bad at playing crazy. Because he is. Yeah. I think. Like, I, yeah, instead of just going in and being himself, which would have totally fucking worked. Yeah, which would have worked so much yeah, better than this. He try. It's Gary, what you're seeing on film is it's Gary Busey's idea of a homicidal maniac. So for him, though, imagine how tortured that creative process is, because then he has to first imagine what it's like to be normal, and then he tries to imagine what a normal person would be like being crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's like he went around the bases three or four times there. He should have just... You know, just start where you start, Gary. <laughs> you're, you're crazy already, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, the drugs have taken their toll. You know, for, it's over. You, you oh. just, I think you just overthought this one, you know? Just brush your teeth and get, get to the set. So, there's the whole mama's boy trope, too, where uh, Gary Busey's character, Millard Findelminer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's his fucking name. You know, you, you could have gotten away with Millard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a for a weird mama's boy they, serial right, killer from right. the south, yeah, um, or serial killer, Waco, Texas, apparently maniac. is okay. where it takes place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I picked that up from the the accents they were trying and failing oh, so horribly so to bad. do. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, as a southerner, I you, can't. You abide get away that. with Millard, right? But right. but what was it, Findelmeyer? Findelmeyer. Yeah, no, don't don't try. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, uh, that is not a southern name. N- no, it's that, not. Certainly not a Texas name. No, it's it's not. Well, there's that German Shiner Texas, you know, where the the German 
you know, there's some German mix into to Texas. Let's see. So so Gary Busey, so old Millard is then executed for his mur- murders and blames. Oh, wait, oh, we got to talk about that the opening scene, though. Well, OK, yeah, yeah. So he robs a diner and immediately shoots like what two people yeah the dad and the brother of this girl and it, she's played by robin sydney well, she's no, our final yeah, so yeah. first of all the elder okay gary Busey has a gun he's obviously not shy about using it and these three people were sort of hiding gary Busey's killing a bunch of people in the diner and then the dad of, of this little trio that's been sort of you know ducking down in their booth this ain't right this ain't and, and so he's gonna yeah. he's gonna go at gary Busey. <laughs> He's going to go at Gary Busey while moving about, what, a foot every minute and a half. It's painful to watch. He's just, like, he's not a, he he could have made better speed with a walker. Yeah, it's painful. And so, of course, he gets shot. It just, the pacing of the film just already None of it makes any sense. Yeah, it just felt so off. Like, it, it feels so forced. It's almost like a high school uh, theater production. No offense to any high school theater people out there. Keep following that dream. But um, no, don't. Yeah, don't. don't. Yeah, learn actually, to code and feed yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just so, it's paced so differently than any film I've ever seen. And not in a good one, not in a, oh, wow, that's different. Is it the pacing, you know? do you think? I asked you the this. pacing of the lines, the, the delivery of the lines, the, the dialogue is just awful. Because awful. we knew. Like I said, this this movie was odd and because not only did I not enjoy it at all, but I knew from the first few minutes mm-hmm. that it it was going to be difficult to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But what what is it in the first few minutes? What is it in the first few minutes and throughout that just continuously marks this as an unenjoyable failure? Not a, not a fun failure. I know the cuts the cuts are almost. Is it one thing? Is I it don't one... know. I, it's a lot. I think it's a complete utter disaster i'd like man if 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 there's anyone out there that likes this film and they're for some reason listening to us it it, find a way to message us you know we have a dm on we have an instagram account dm us and tell us why you think this movie is worth a damn because we can't find a reason we can't find a reason (laughs) and that's hard like for us to not find a reason the, the pacing is bad. The directing is bad. The acting is bad. The accents are bad. Now that you mention it, the pacing in particular, the awkwardness of it. It's just like so some, awkward. Some, some shots, they're, they're held for longer than they need to be. Yeah. And some things are cut don't so move. quick. Yeah. yeah, it's just... It almost makes you like motion sickness. Like mo- <laughs> like motion... It almost makes you well, motion sickness. Well, it just... Sickness. It fucks it with your makes, expectations. Yeah. Because, yeah. You, you, you know, you... If you've watched movies, you sort of learn the language of like when a shot is held and what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Or when it's not held, what that means. Yeah. And it's just like every time you think, oh, this is important because we're lingering, and it's not. We're just we're just right. lingering. It lingers for it's linger. Oh, it lingers. So there's like a so when they're baking these cookies that has the gingerbread dust and and now a drop of blood from uh the real bad southern talking aspiring wrestler oh the aspiring wrestler guy man it's bad that's what what do they call that's why you shouldn't what do they call it online simp yeah that's why you shouldn't simp guys yeah watch <laughs> what this do they movie call it online <laughs> and, and understand why why all the angry guys online tell tell men not to simp yeah when when the lady doesn't return your affections mm-hmm. it is a dictionary version of that she it's, ends up going for the pierced yeah the dude who dropped out of high school when he was 13 although we find out like wrestler boy may be kind of a sweetheart but he, yeah. he's a moron yeah he's also kind of a badass 
Not really. Eh. Kind of. I mean, well, he does a very, a very honorable but dumb thing towards the end. But and we'll get to that. But so when when he's making the cookies, it's all of a sudden a storm kind of comes in, a storm cloud, and lightning strikes the the mixer. <laughs> so we got a, we got some Frankenstein in there. We've got a we Frankenstein, got Frankenstein reference and. By God, that's the only twinkle of and so light the, the combination of the Frankenstein of, of the find. lightning. No, yeah. the combination of the lightning. Let's work out the supernatural element. Mm-hmm. Combination of the lightning, the magic gingerbread dust mm-hmm. that the witch dropped off, the hate that Millard has for our final girl, and then dude bleeding in the dough. Yeah, that creates our ginger dead man. Okay, that um, gets it done. Who, by the way, looks terrible i mean it's i commend them for doing uh practical effects of course they're going to do practical effects when when the movie's made this cheaply i i could not find anything about how how much they made how much they spent making this movie well well you're right that the first of all if for those of you who aren't going to bother to watch this and i hope you don't you should yeah this is a film just listen to us real quick we're we're more entertaining than this movie will be right i Um, promise you don't waste your time yeah, save yourself. You're right that it is it's just terrible special effects. Yeah. It's it it's so unbelievable. It's like a plastic puppet. And number two, best actor in the movie. Is the actual puppet. The, the actual yeah. puppet. Yeah or, yeah. or however they did it, whether it's right. a puppet or whatever. Because his eyebrows do move up and down. His eyebrows move, <laughs> Which is more than the actors. <laughs> Listen, any any acting coach will tell you. Yeah. The, the, what sets the greats apart from just the moderate actors? Yeah. It's the eyebrows. It's the it's, eyebrows. You know, you, yeah. the eyebrows are the window to the soul, not They're the eyes. They're expressive, yeah. And okay, it's the eyebrows. He does have, ex- he has teeth and there's not sharp teeth. They're like they're little, little, cookie, little cookie teeth. No, they're they look like little baby teeth, and they're gummy. Like it's gross. Oh, I, I wrote a note about. So I can't remember what, what it was. I was, it was like his teeth are very unsettling. There it is. Yeah, but and then there's a line. It's black magic in the movie, and there, there it is. There's our exposition on how a ginger dead man. Is created. Well, I'm glad. Well, if they hadn't pointed it out, I don't know how we would have known. I know, but the, you are. You, you know, we we skip past the only the only good thing I I can think to say about this movie mm-hmm. is that after the opening scene in the diner, mm-hmm. then we flash forward. Of course, it's years later. You know, and we open up. In we kind of get a Buffy. We kind of get a Buffy the Vampire intro. Remember the the title oh, sequence? Yeah, yeah, kind of reminds me of Buffy. <laughs> but then then we open and it's the it's the young it's the young woman who survived the shooting in the diner and she is running the family bakery. But the the, the five minutes after we get there, tons of exposition, right? All all packed in and and, and reasonably well done, right? And, and in terms five of compression and, and yeah. moving along. So yeah, there's a there's I mean it, there it's all stuff clippings. I'm not even gonna I'm, there's all this stuff I wasn't even gonna mention because it doesn't even matter to the plot at all. No. Which was there's. You know, a, a rival bakery that moved in next door, and and that's a, and he's a rich Texan, and his daughter's, a, you know, a she the, got everything she's grown the town up, she's mean spoiled, girl. yeah, mean she's girl, the town mean girl, and and it's just it doesn't even matter. Like well, we got newspaper clippings on the wall that right. let us know, you know, that she's the one who survived. Her brother mm-hmm. and her dad died. Yeah, why um, did she keep newspaper clippings about that? That that the guy that Gary Busey's character was caught. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, and executed. Mm-hmm. She finds a an empty bottle of liquor, like shoved behind some of the equipment. Mom, mom, establishes we got a yeah. drunk mom. Yeah, mom has a shotgun too. Yeah, if you're gonna have a drunk old lady, you might as well armor. 
which is gross too. It's just so, so gross. So another gross thing, but a kind of a callback to a film we've covered, covered, uh, he, so apparently ginger dead man eats to get bigger sort of, but then he doesn't really get bigger throughout the film. You know how he eats? Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like a Critters, a Gremlins feel. Go back and check out our back catalog of Critters episode. And then, and, and it's just weird. And, and Gary Busey's voice work is strange. He, you know, he kind of does his voice like that. I was going like to ask that. you, it's do like you his, think, was he doing the voice of yeah. the Ginger Dead? Or did they just tell him to talk normally and then they sped it up or oh, I wonder. messed with it yeah. in post? I wonder. Because he's, you know. It, I just want to know who to blame right. for the final product. I'm going to go ahead and blame Busey. <laughs> blame Busey. How many times, oh, if it was him, how many times they had to ask him to just snicker? Oh, it's so... Just snicker nonsensically, Gary. If there was a drinking... <laughs> yeah, again, and it's if there's a drinking game, Don't, you would you lose. Die. Don't yeah, do that. You'll die. To every Alcohol snicker. Alcohol poisoning. Snickerdoodle. Why are they... Ha- I have a note. Why are they having an, an emotional moment right now? So remember, that's when... <laughs> They're oh literally like, oh my God. And this is another thing about the pacing. They're literally in the room with a knife wielding gingerbread zombie murderer thing, cookie. And they all of a sudden start to bond over what exactly? Like, and then they kind of like kiss. Well, so you've got, you've got the lady running the bakery, the young lady running the bakery, and then the mean girl, her family's family business's competitor's daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. Breaks in because she's going to drop off a rat. To, so they get a health code a health violation. Code violation yeah. Like anybody cares about. It's going to sabotage the business. Yeah. And then she gets caught. And then the two girls get into a fight in which there's no nudity. Yeah. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is a movie that needs some gratuitous nudity. Well, it's just on that level. It's on that level of cheapness and scum, scumminess that I agree. I, I, this is the one time where I agree with you because if it's going to go ahead and be a scummy, scummy film like it is, it just might as well do that as well. Because like, you had two attractive young women. Are they though? Okay, you had one and a half attractive young women. I just say that because they they clearly can't act, man. Like it is, well, no. it's cringy to watch to watch the actors in this film. Not as painful as it is to listen to them try to do a Texas accent. Because these are That's obviously the worst part. three... So unattractive. You know, <laughs> California, Hollywood wannabes right. trying to do a Southern accent. So Santa Monica born, born and raised, trying to... And the te- their idea of a Texas accent. And as Joe Bob Briggs points out, you know, there's mm-hmm. different te- Texas accents. There are. And Texas, excuse me, Texas accents are different than all of the other Southern accents. Right. The Arkansas accent is very different than the Texas. And, you know, every, yeah. And then Alabama, Mississippi, yeah, Louisiana. You different. get it. Florida, Georgia. But yeah. But they should have just skipped the accents. They should have skipped the accents altogether. Why did this not take place in Arizona, Los Angeles? I would have liked it even less had it taken place. You, you know, I hate you, you horror movies that take place in Southern LA. California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I'll get into the one-liners here. But yeah, go ahead. But I'm just saying, you got... You know, you've got a girl fight in a bakery, and they're throwing flour and stuff all over each other, and it's not even fun to watch. Yeah, no, it's not. And the girls, the rival's daughter, mean girl, the mean girl's boyfriend is the dropout that we've already discussed. Is, is the, the town Pierce, bad boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the brunette instant is in love with? Yeah, or he just automatically in. becomes like the the alpha in the group against Ginger Deadman. 
But all I'm saying is you've got this really weird love triangle in the bakery, and after they're being pursued by this little demonic whatever, Mm -hmm. like they've already seen that something deeply, deeply strange and probably supernatural is going on, right? Right. But they take a break every 10 minutes, the Mm -hmm. brunette and the bad boy, to flirt. And have a sentimental, like... (laughs) and, And make a lot of eye contact. Like why? While all the deaths are why going did, on, and why does there even need to be a damn love interest in this film? You know, a love triangle. Like it doesn't doesn't make any sense. It felt like The Hobbit, where I was like, Peter Jackson, why do we have to have an elven and dwarven love triangle here? Like it's ridic- It's ridiculous. It's forced. It's stupid. It just makes the movie longer, which is painful for everybody, and, and not to mention expensive. Like it's just it doesn't make any sense. There's oh yeah. He he drives a car with a rolling pin at one point, and I know like oh, so, so our audience oh, that's is asking, right yeah so <laughs> the, little, the cookie yeah yeah so the ginger dead man drives a car into the rival baker rich Tex- Texan and it's like it's like a foot tall right the ginger yeah bread man ginger it dead is man. it is a massive cookie like I don't know why she like when she's making that Jonathan goes. Christ, that's a big cookie. <laughs> yeah, because you, know, you can't even get the gingerbread cookie cutout thing that you press down no. in the dough. Yeah. They don't make them that big. No, that no, they don't. No, it, that was massive. Like it is, it, it literally is like a foot tall. Uh, but you got a but okay, a foot tall is big for a cookie, but it's not big enough to drive a car. No, so naturally he grabs a rolling so, pin, and that apparently is going to be big enough yes. for him to be at the steering wheel cackling. You know, I mean, he still did a better job driving than most of the people do in Fayetteville. Yeah, true. But it was it was silly. <laughs> yeah, cackling over the steering wheel. It's so dumb. He covers a victim in cake icing and then puts cherries on her nipples. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Cherry nips. So we have that. That happens. Why? Also, it, I, there is no reason. Killed because you know he, he kills some of them, mm-hmm. and then he chops the mom's. The drunk mom shows up. He cuts her finger off. What's the finger line? I'll, I'll wait. We'll okay, wait. We're gonna there do. Is, we're yeah, gonna do yeah, them all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cuts <laughs> um, cuts drunk mom's finger off, and then booby traps all the exits, and that's how oh, he yeah. kills the girl that he ends up the mean covering, girl. With, covering with eyes. Yeah. yeah. And no. no, 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 no. You're right. That's how the mean girl dies. Yeah. It's the it's the best friend. Yeah. Who watches over the drunk mom. We don't necessarily get to see how she gets killed, I don't think. She doesn't die. She doesn't die? Was I so far gone that I didn't even notice that? Well, or she's, is it just she's not that, in the that? movie much. No, remember, no, they, they, they get the cake icing off her, but we yeah. don't even get to watch. Yeah, no. I don't remember that. And then she lives, I think. She's, I thought she was I think, dead. I think she lives. Kind of like gold. If you cover if you cover every inch of someone with cake icing, they're, they can't breathe anymore. <laughs> And I thought they, the blonde was the one that got it in the booby trap. No, she she was. Yeah, she's the mean girl. The mean girl got like a like a ice pick through the the eyeball okay. or something like that from the booby trap. So butcher. Okay, so the baker shows back up, the aspiring wrestler, and uh, to save the day. What's his wrestling name? Butcher, butcher Baker. <laughs> yeah. And so he his decision is to just eat the ginger dead man. So he's got it pinned down, which is disgusting. Oh yeah, no, they have a like a there's a, a, res- a, a fight. Yeah, it's so- look, it's not easy to fight something a foot tall. No, okay? yeah, you feel like a bully. I get even it. if it is yeah possessed. I get it. I get it. But so he's got it pinned down, and 
not being sure what to do at this point, I guess, but wanting to end the threat, he decides that the thing to do is just to eat the head off the possessed cookie. Butcher Baker's real name is Brick, by the Brick, way. Brick, in the story. Yeah, okay. So he so starts, he, yeah. he bites into it, and of course it starts bleeding. God, it's gross. Because it's possessed. It's yeah. a possessed cookie. It's not a normal cookie. Not a normal cookie. Yeah. It starts bleeding, and he just keeps eating it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and swallowing. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When eating a possessed cookie. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just spit it out. Well, I guess, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like a ritualistic thing. It's the only way to kill the ginger dead man is to eat the ginger dead man. I don't Fire? Know. I don't know. But then, of course, that becomes... He becomes possessed with well, sure. Miller. He ate the demon cookie. So he eats the demon cookie, and then a brick, a butcher baker here is now possessed by the soul of Gary Busey, which and, is of course the worst thing that can happen to a young man. And then just looks like a his face looks like a Buffy villain from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's yes, got the really dark eyes and the or the a little like, makeup, or a little like in like the Evil Dead movies, the second after somebody's possessed. Yeah, right. Yeah, before they get real ugly. Yeah, there it is. That's a good call. Good call back there, Jonathan. And then they they kill him by shoving him into the oven. So it all comes back full circle. Wow. You know, uh, that's just some impressive directing. You know, it started in the oven. It ends in the oven. And that's the end of the film. We don't... It's hard to imagine. Really get much more after that. There are sequels. <laughs> if you just took the average group of... American just saw that story. eighth graders. Yeah. And I mean normal eighth graders with, with no obvious cognitive impairments beyond the usual you get in an you know, American mm-hmm. eighth grade school. Can you imagine a way in which if you put those people in charge of making this movie, mm-hmm. keep everything else the same. You just you just put an average class of eighth graders in charge of the making of this movie. You know right. can you imagine how they could have done worse? No, it would be very similar. It's but that's exactly like it does feel like a middle school film. And that, that I'm like, it's bad, y'all. Like, and I don't know how, but they, here's, you want to hear what the sequels are? Uh, please. Okay. We have The Ginger Dead Man, 2005, of course, the film we just covered. We have 2008, Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust. We have Ginger Dead Man 3 oh, come on. in 2011, Saturday Night Cleaver. And then the same director went on to make a film called Evil Bong. And then in 2013, we have Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. So, yeah, there are four. How did you get, how does he get money? I don't know. Who paid for the sequels? I don't know. I'm not even, you know, I'm not even going to try to look that up. (laughs) I just didn't, I just don't care. I just wear this this out of the the world. But if you've got, you know, a couple million bucks burning a hole in your pocket to make a movie, you can call Levi and and me. We'll We'll make a way better film than this. I can't promise you it would be a great movie, but it's going to be fun at least. It might, and it might have an idea or two in it, Jonathan. I'm still haunted by this question though, Levi, because I've watched bad movies that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you ever watch Troll 2? No. It's a, it's famous I know, for being I know, horrible, but but being fun horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Why isn't this fun? I don't know. I guess watching. It's almost like watching so many people because to make a film it takes a lot of people, and to have a film this bad, you have to have everybody involved be just absolutely awful at their dream. Because you can't, you don't work in the film industry unless it's your dream, usually. And but it's a lot of people's dreams. So, 
Well, I watched. I promise this is on point. I watched that interview that Alec Baldwin just did on ABC about after that, right. after that shooting on set, mm-hmm. and he makes a comment in there that you know a, a movie set is one of the great like collaborative yeah environments mm-hmm. yeah like any yeah because yeah. like his point is you have so many people doing so many different things and you know it's, mm-hmm. and if you need professionals to make sure that everything mm-hmm. you know fires when it's supposed to and and hits mm-hmm. point. And, you know, if you don't want to get screwed by the union, you better be, you know, a people person and <laughs> kind of be willing to work as but a th- team. But, but I think you're right overall that the thing about this is, is that everything goes wrong. Yeah, everything. I mean, it's, everything it's just about hard it. to find any single element that works. Everything about it's bad. Um, although, actually, the music, although the music doesn't fit. It's no. It's, it's, it's fucking it, terrible. It's way too grandiose. Yeah, it is. It, it again. Yeah, it's just a, just swinging way too hard. They tried to do like a Tim, like a Tim Burton, Got Danny the, Elfman. It's, it's a big sort of yeah. orchestral sound. Yeah, to it's it. weird. It's so it's so dumb. All right, there's a lot of one-liners in this film. Um, let's let's spout off a few of them, shall we? Okay, uh, throw them back at me. It's so we remember, we remember, mom got her finger chopped chopped off. Here was the line delivered. Put in the voice. <laughs> Come on, ever tried a lady finger? <laughs> so there, there, there that, was that's that. pretty good. There was, there's one. You're a smart cookie. <laughs> oh yeah, they're all the baking there's... references. How about a facial? Say goodnight, cream puff. <laughs> That was sweet. That might have been my yeah. favorite. And here comes here comes the Oh yes, burn bitch. Now you know what it's like to fry, bitch. Yeah, the cookies uh, awfully misogynistic. Yeah. yeah. Got milk, bitch. <laughs> like and then we have want a piece of me, eat me. Your ass is toast. <laughs> and then of course Give me some sugar, baby. Hearing you do these is way funnier than it was in the movie. Fucking bad. So obviously the director's got to thank for puns. Right. Well, you know, I feel there's that trend in bad horror movies where one-liners are ha- just became so tropey. And I and I kind of blame 80s horror movies for it. Like I, I kind of blame Welcome to Prime Time, bitch, you know. You know, and shit like that. But when they, but but I again, hate again, in in bad movies that are fun, you know, the one liners they work great. I yeah. mean, they're they're one of the thing. You know, they give you permission to laugh essentially and and, and enjoy the movie as I like a ridiculous that, thing. Well, yeah, and it's but like, they don't do that here. Uh, no, it's bad. And I I just don't like one liners. I just really don't. I find them very cheesy most of the time. But it, it overall, this film is just too cheesy to even care i guess and so there's just one liner after one liner after one liner to the point where it's at nauseum like it's just ridiculous the, the movie's so bad guys if you if you if this piqued your curiosity you want to watch a film that both jonathan and i consider the worst film we've watched since we started the podcast go ahead and go ahead and spend your 3.99 on amazon and and, and forget I, I'm I'm bereft you know, because I forget can't, your evening because it's going to be ruined. I can't think of a, a movie that I have been so com- a horror movie that I've been so completely unable to enjoy on any level. This is the first. Just, I didn't think we'd ever get here, Levi. I know I, I didn't, didn't either. think this road had an end with you, but I found it. Yeah, with you as by my side, I didn't think we'd ever get here. It's <laughs> even and like I'm even 
This is like trauma films. Mm-hmm. Have you seen some of those? Toxic yeah. Avenger? Any oh, of that yeah. No, I loved Toxic Avenger as a kid, but only because of the cartoon and the toys. Yeah, I never okay. actually saw the Well, film. trauma movies, we're going to have to watch one now. They are often disgusting and over the top and silly, but even those have a, well, I haven't seen all of them, but even those have a, a kind of a charm to them. For one thing, they're incredibly gross. This movie isn't even gross. The The grossest part is the 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 blood that comes out of the cookie when he eats, when he eats it, takes yeah. a bite of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gross uh, because I think in order to have gross grossness, you have to have special effects and they, and special effects are expensive and they spent all their little money for on, special effects on, that, on, on the dancing cookie, the ginger dead man. Yeah. So, but I, I, yeah, overall I just can't, I couldn't find anything worth a damn to talk about with this film other than how, how does a, a film like this get funded? Why? I think it didn't work. It's the it's the perfect storm of what can go wrong when you try to make a horror movie, and it's it's just terrible. And I don't know if the the onset was to make a bad horror movie because they love bad horror movies. The director kind of feels that way, but if that was and if that was his end goal was to make you feel what you felt after watching this film then cool like but why i i just felt like it's a waste of time but so that's my take on this damn film and i'd like to move on <laughs> let me ask you this though look, look, just take a second and i yeah. want to compare this to night of the creeps mm-hmm. now if you just had the two scripts in front of you yeah like imagine that no performances mm-hmm. if you've just got the two scripts in front of you would you know right away that Night of the Creeps is a better movie? Yeah. How would you know? Plot. Uh, char- there, there's a reason for there being a love interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good point. Number one, the love interest makes sense and one, it the doesn't make sense. The fact that it's heavily influenced on noir detective films and... Night of the it, Creeps, you mean. It, yeah. yeah, and it knows that, you know? And we that's what the character so is. So the references mean something. Right. It's just it just means a little more. There it's it's not a great movie. It's not a great horror film, you know. It's fun. It's a fun, kooky eighties horror film, you know. Um, but the one liners are hilarious. And they that. are. They are they are funny. And they're well, they're delivered by that that actor man. Tom Atkins, man. God, I tell you. Oh, we love him. We should have a bell for Tom Atkins too. One for Man. Lovecraft, one for Tom Atkins. I'm all over one that. One for Poe and one for uh, Sam Neill. No, I think you could tell but, too. I think yeah. you can just tell. It's I dialogue. Don't know. I mean, yeah. the dialogue in Night of the Creeps is sometimes cheesy, it but is. it's cheesy on it's purpose. Not as cringy. Either. Yeah, and the dialogue in this one, it's just it's like the dialogue in The Phantom Menace. You don't. You just don't buy a word yeah. of it. You just don't buy a word of yeah. it. None of it feels. Sorry to all those Phantom Menace fans out there. Uh, Are there people who like the Phantom Menace? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, in order to have this this stupid waste of of space in the universe, we have to have a key ingredient. And I love Christmas, Jonathan, and I'm getting all I'm going to get Christmas nerdy here. Oh my god. To have the gingerbread man. And I'm glad you want I know you want to know where it comes from, Jonathan. I'm do. glad you I, asked. I have yeah. no idea. So, of like most Christmas things, the the gingerbread being shaped like a person and being dressed up in icing and decorations came from England. And so if it came from England, it probably came from the monarchy. 
So in the 16th century, Queen Elizabeth I gave gifts of gingerbread men to her guests, suitors, and visiting dignitaries. And she Not would, just for Christmas. Not just for Christmas. And she would give them, you know, she would make them, try to make them, and I don't know if she actually made them, you know, probably not, but they would be designed as like replicas of who they, the dignitary that came was, you know, so let's say you're a dignitary of France, the cookie would look like him. Her new idea to make gingerbread men was the first of its kind. But, you know, gingerbread goes way back farther than that. It's a pass as a dessert. Yeah, it's weird. But ginger has, you know, it's this spi- spice that you add a lot of sugar to, and it gives it this flavorful, sweet, savory, spicy taste to it. I like gingerbread cookies. It's funny how palatable things become when you just add a ton of sugar to them. Mm-hmm. It's true. So after, so why is gingerbread associated with Christmas? And why not Gary Busey? And, yeah, why not have Gary Busey? <laughs> He was in Lethal Weapon. That's a Christmas. To some people, yes, it is, Jonathan. You are correct. So uh, why is gingerbread associated with Christmas? In the 17th century, so after Elizabeth I, uh, gingerbread was often shaped into the image of religious icons and was therefore considered a sacred practice. And so gingerbread became like this secret thing that you made. And it was, they developed a gingerbread baker's guild and they were the only ones who were allowed to bake gingerbread which is kind of seems a little strange to me but so you'd have like little little, like gingerbreads in the in the 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 shape shape of of, like saints and stuff yeah yeah yeah, little right and gingerbread child and gingerbread john gingerbread paul gingerbread ringo right yeah (laughs) and throughout the year only like specially trained gingerbread bakers were the members of the bakers guild were allowed to create it like i said but during Christmas and Easter, the, the guild requirement was lifted, and anyone who was able to bake gingerbread could bake gingerbread. And so that's how it got associated with Christmas, because it was the time of year that anybody could make gingerbread and, I guess, not get excommunicated. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't allowed to. You couldn't just bake gingerbread? No, What was the penalty if you were caught off season? Dude, I don't know. What'd that's they do? why excommunication from the Church of England, damn it. <laughs> they, they, they put the soul of Gary Busey in your dough is what they did. There's a lot of history with, with Germany and the Netherlands and, and the gingerbread men as well. To a lot of big words that I'm not going to attempt to describe because they are in a different language. But that is a short history of the gingerbread man. So Elizabeth I. Yep, got to go back to that monarchy, of course, uh, the British monarchy. Of course, they, you know, we thank the British for a lot of Christmas traditions. We went covered that last year on our Christmas Carol episode. Yeah, for people who haven't listened last year's, Levi is a huge Christmas nerd. Yeah, I don't know why. Being a- just, just huge. <laughs> yeah, I really huge. I love Santa and the solstice and the celebration of it. And it's just fun. It's really fun and nostalgic and great. But yeah, so... We love. I love Christmas movies. Jonathan, do you like Christmas movies? I do, but I don't. I don't. I think my definition of Christmas movie is different than yours. Like my definition right. of a Christmas movie is a movie that is set during Christmas. Any movie yeah. set during Christmas. It's set during Christmas. It's fair game for a Christmas movie. So even die, if it isn't ostensibly about Christmas. So of course you're in the you're in the fa- uh, faction of Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's in my top five faction. Yeah, it's in your top five. Oh yeah. Okay. So, and then Lethal Weapon, of course, like you already mentioned. Yeah. What's your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie that's about Christmas mm-hmm. is probably National Lampoon's. Christmas Vacation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, classic. I yeah. have trouble with the serious movies because, obviously... You liked A Christmas Carol, Jonathan. 
You liked well, it. You liked it. Sincerity is just so difficult. Yeah, I know it's hard for you. Sentimentality, sentimentality is hard for me as well, being the spooky boy that I am. And um, genuinely trusting that most humans' hearts are, are evil. It's, <laughs> it's hard to... The, the season... Makes it difficult to get into things. Right. The season kind of helps me, give me, or at least give me hope that maybe that's not necessarily true. But I also enjoy our culture's acceptance of spooky Christmas traditions, such as a Krampus and other solstice. You know, I found out this week that there are versions in Germany of Krampus that are, are women. And I, I, I don't want to get too far deep into Krampus because we're going to cover Krampus at a later time. But yeah. The Germans. Yeah. But you have Krampus, you have the Belschnickel. If you've watched The Office, you're familiar with the Belschnickel, who's very similar to Krampus. There's other darker, spooky Christmas traditions that we've talked about on our Christmas Carol episode. I Again, I don't want to go too deep into why I love the season. I did on last year's Christmas, last season, I guess we could call it, uh, Christmas episodes. This is a bad movie we covered <laughs> during a dark time of the year. Fucking time change. And we don't want to revisit this film at all or any of its sequels, and so I doubt we ever touch back on Well, how could you this. watch a sequel when the original is that bad? I don't... I'm not going to. Jonathan, we're not going to. We will never cover that. This movie is worse than Pumpkinhead 2. I never saw Pumpkinhead 2. It's got, it's got Punky Brewster in it after she all grown up. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wait, our fireplace ended on the screen, which means we've reached our hour limit. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, put some cookies in the oven tonight and uh, maybe a classic... A Christmas movie, comedy, or Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. And uh, with that... And if you find, just in case, mm -hmm. if you find a combination of drugs or alcohol that makes Ginger Dead Man fun, please please send us your recipe. Yeah, let us know. Just let us know how, what maybe, worked. Let us know what worked. Maybe then we'd actually view this film again. With that, to all and to all, a dark night. <laughs>